give God some praise. We have tremendous trinkets from the Trinity when there are times that we have trifling trends, but the Lord has saved us for the moment, the moment for us, telling us to take off our ecclesiastical slippers because we're now on holy ground. Having the proud and precious privilege to be upon Providence's agenda to do what my late grandmother used to say all the way from Georgia. She said, Aaron, I'm just glad to be in the service. One more time. She was from the country, Pastor Jones. She didn't say one more. She said one more. One more time. He didn't have to let me live. He didn't have to let me live. But anybody glad to be in the service? Look at your neighbor and tell them, one more, one more time. To the presiding preacher, Reverend Shoemaker, is it? Also to my mentor, friend and brother and big brother in the ministry, Pastor Jones of the First Glory Church and Baptist Church. To the illustrious sage and giant of a preacher that has led this congregation pie excellent for the last 40 years in the personality and preachment of the one and only Pastor Charles Twyman. Come on, come on, come on. And to his wife who has, with class and with the fragrance of perfume and rose of the house, we thank God for First Lady Twyman and Mama Twyman. Come on, she'd serve with him. Also to his children, give them a hand all of the years that they've sacrificed and have allowed you to have their father and mother. Isaac Newton says that we're only dwarfs standing on the shoulders of giants. And I believe that every young preacher needs to understand that you get nowhere by yourself. But it was those who blazed the trail through the civil rights movement, those who stood shoulder to shoulder when people abandoned God they stood fast, and for that we're thankful. To the deacons and the trustees and the members of this historic Macedonia Baptist Church, 
And as my pastor would say, if you're from the other crowd, you too. We thank God for you and of course to the pulpit search committee uh, who have been doing a stellar job and want to give commendation for how you have treated me and have treated my wife. Uh, you know there's some places you go to and you get done preaching and you say, I never want to go back to that place and has nothing to do with money, just has to do with people that call themselves Christians but they act mean. But I thank God that you all have been so loving and kind. Amen. Amen. My wife is here. You can stand up, honey. That's right. First Lady Valerie Chapman at Dedicated to Christ. We don't call her First Lady. We call her Only Lady. Unless someone thinks there is a second if I say first. I thank God for her, and she's been my ride or die for over 18 years. That's right. My children are here, Aaron and Destiny. They don't want to stand, but y'all got to do it today. Amen. Thank God for them, and them not just, amen, being PKs, but they love the Lord, and they're engaged in ministry. Amen. Amen. Let's I belinger uh, the moment. If you have your Bibles, if you can turn with me to the book of Psalms, Psalms 30, the fourth stanza is where we want to put our spotlight. Psalms 30. Verse number four reads upon this wise, sing praises unto the Lord, you holy ones or godly ones, and give thanks unto his holy name. I want to try to call this give credit where credit is due. Come on, give God some praise, if you will. Our Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you for another opportunity to preach your holy word. I pray now that you grant us preaching power in this place. God, bring back that which we studied in private back to a public platform, not for our glory, not for likes, not for emojis, or not for votes, but because we love you. God, allow the spirit of the living God to fall fresh on us in these moments in which we have to share. Let me decrease as you increase. We pray this prayer in the awesome, able, mighty, majestic, and marvelous, as well as powerful name of the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, we pray, amen, and thank God. God has already proven enough. God has already proven that he opened doors that were shut in your face. God has already proven that he can make a way 
when you thought there was no way. That when they shut the front door, God allowed for you to go through the back. When they shut the back door, God allowed for you to go through the side. When they tried to shut down the side, God opened up a window for you when you were weak, weary, and worn. And he poured out a blessing that you and I didn't even have room enough to receive. Because when God does what God does, when God decides to do it, it's always enough. God has proven that he can take what is high and he can bring it low. He can take that which is distant and he can bring it near. He can take that which is bad and he can turn it to good. He'll take that which is behind and he'll pull it ahead. He'll take that which is empty and he'll fill it back up. He'll take that which is a curse and God will switch it over to a blessing. God will take that which is pain and he'll give you prosperity. He'll take a tragedy and give you a taintless testimony. He'll take what is awful and he'll allow for you to say, hey, I thank God when God does what God does, he always does enough. So as we look over the annals of biblical history, we can track God almost like UPS of seeing the ascendant activity of the Almighty. As we tenderly tiptoe through the tapestry of time, we can see God's lasting touch of how he changes all of our lives. God has proven himself historically. That means we got a pass. God has proven himself theologically that's inside of your mind but God has proven himself existentially which means that God will continue to do what he does in spite of our behavior God still gets it done oh he proved it unto a fickle pharaoh by sending a boy by the name of Moses that had a fumbling phonics and had a st st stutter, but all of a sudden I had him to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Oh, he proved it to Nebuchadnezzar while dealing with the Hebrew boys where their faith was the cause of their flames. But God will do something fabulous by giving them a fourth man, by showing him that you can't stop God. Oh, he did it to a particular shepherd boy by the name of David that dealt with a giant by the name of Goliath and said, who is this uncircumcised giant that's going to attempt to defy our God? And I hashtagged him through text by saying, the bigger they are, the harder they'll fall. Oh, he showed it through looking at Gideon and showed him you can have divine layoffs, but I will give you a, a deliverance that's above and beyond. Oh, he showed it to white supremacy who tried to trade in their nooses for putting knees on folk neck. But then nailing them down by having them to be convicted on the inside of their lives. Because God has a way of showing when God does what God does, uh, that it will always be enough. I wonder if I have some victorious viewers. Or if I have some sacred streamers that are saintly that's watching me right now. That can say I've been gripped by grace. 
And because of that, I got to give God the credit. I tried it one more time. I said, because I've been gripped by grace, the question is, am I going to give God the credit? God woke you up this morning. You still don't want to give God the credit? God started up on your way. You still don't want to give God the credit? God got that cancer out your body. You still don't want to give God the credit? When your ride Peter to pay Paul had a loan for Patricia, God still paid your rent. Are you going to give God some credit? He made your enemies your footstool. Are you going to give God the credit? He brought you out. He brought you through. He brought you over. I wish I had somebody. Is there somebody in here that's going to give God the credit? Anytime God can allow for you to ingest, digest, have food to go to your digestive tract that is assimilated through each cell that your hypothalamus maintains its body weight and you looking healthier right now because God put food on your table, you ought to be giving God some credit. When God has a way of taking a light ray to penetrate your optic nerve at 100 miles per second to your association cortex, it comes in upside down, but your brain turns it right side up, and you can see me right now. I promise you, you better give God some credit. For you to have two and a half million sweat glands in your body, that all of a sudden when your body begins to try to overheat, God has something to come through the sweat ducts so that you don't faint in this church right now. You ought to give God some credit. For you to walk up in here right now and don't have vertigo, I promise you, you ought to give God some credit. How God kept your children even while in school and they did not get the coronavirus. Uh, I stopped by to tell you, you ought to give God some credit. I think the old church said it this way, trouble in my way. I have to cry sometimes. I lay awake at night, but that's all right. I know Jesus. He'll fix it. Somebody say after. After a while. Spe speaking, of, speaking of credit, uh, it reminds me of when I was in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, for a preaching conference invited by my good friend and uh, brother, Pastor James McCarroll. And following uh, being there with him, I would normally get up at my 4 o'clock in the morning so I can read God's word and then go and uh, attempt to try to lift weights so I can be healthy and then take my run and as I was uh, running uh, I saw an art gallery uh, I'm one that is intrigued by other uh, particular professions that have mastered their art and at the time it was so early that they were not open yet so I decided to come back at around 11 o'clock uh, so that I may be able to go around the art gallery uh, to see the different pieces and fine pieces of art that they had. And, and there was one gentleman that took me around and I gave him my name. Uh, I didn't give him a preacher name, I gave him what my mama called me, Aaron. And I told him, I'm intrigued by this art that you have here. And he said, oh, let me show you uh, some of the best paintings we have here. And I said, all right, sir. And he showed me a painting by Thomas Kincaid. Uh, Thomas Kincaid, is known as the artist of light uh, because he would use thousands upon thousands of brush strokes 
uh, that after he was done, you actually can turn in different angles and it will show you something different about his painting. Uh, and so the man continued talking and said, during the Renaissance, the artist had uh, to do something different because there were people plagiarizing or trying to steal their work. He said, that's how now you would see uh, artists have their name and signature in the right corner. So it lets them know that this is an original and not something fabricated. I said, all right. And he said, also the signature is there to show you that the work is finished. As I began walking out of that art gallery, God tapped me on the shoulder and said, there's some preaching in that. He says that when you were in the corner of your life, wasn't the only reason why you made it, son, and because God's name was right there with you while you were in the corner. And I wonder if there's somebody I'm talking to right now that life has a way of pushing all of us into a corner. I know the preacher told you to try to, not here, but somewhere else, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, haul it, pull it, act for it, and receive it. But I stopped by to tell you the reason why that you made it inside of your life uh, is because God was there with you inside of your corner. Is there somebody up in here right now that can rejoice with God uh, inside of the sanctuary that God didn't just leave you where you are, but when God puts his name down, God will complete the work. No wonder it says in Philippians, is, uh, that the work I began in you, uh, I shall complete it to the day, Christ Jesus. Not only uh, does it speak of credit uh, in the artistry industry, but it reminded me of the entertainment industry. Uh, if you go out to any uh, movies, or have been to any movies lately, or have a uh, Blu-ray, uh, at the beginning, you will see that they have credits. But the beginning credits is not for everyone. But then they have ending credits. That's where you know the makeup artists, you know the people that was in the movie, the ones that set up the stage and everybody gets credit. But everybody don't get credit at the beginning. That's reserved for the director. That's reserved for the person that does the production. Which means because they the one that made it, they're the one that gets the credit first. Let me see if I can back it up. In other words, that means that the person has alpha and omega credit. See, see what transpires when you're watching movies, especially Marvel movies, it's always not a good idea for you to walk out before the credits are over. Because when you think that the movie is over and you see people walking out, they just don't realize there's common attractions for a new movie that you never see because you didn't stay for the credits. I stopped by to tell somebody, oh, they thought it was over for you. Oh, they thought that you weren't going to go nowhere. Oh, they thought that you would never be what God called you to be. But guess what? God is trying to show you that when you give me the credit and you stay still in your life, uh, I got some coming attractions uh, for your life. But then there's another type of credit. And it's not for, you know, those that's around here. You know, I came from the west side of the city of Detroit. 
uh, born in what they call the hood. And, and in the hood, they have what is called, Pastor Jones, street credit. Oh, don't, don't you try to get holy on me like you don't know what street credit is. That, that means you somebody that they should not mess with. Because we, we, we thank God that a whole lot of us are real saved. But, but there's some people that are still going through the, the sanctification process. That, that if you talk crazy on Facebook, they kind of show up at your door. That ain't for y'all in here, but there's some folk that's trying to. But, but, but what I discovered with street credit is that if you know it or not, Jesus had street credit. Because if truth be told, mostly all of his ministry was not in the sanctuary, but it was on the street. To prostitutes, to liars, to deceivers, to fault finders on the inside of their lives. And I stopped by to tell somebody, I know you are holy. I know you sanctified. I know you feel with the Holy Spirit, but you have not been saved for your whole life. There's some folk up in here that was messed up and jacked up and tore from the floor, but the blood of Jesus it saved your life. I try to tell some, some people, your streets ain't for everybody. Because that's why God made sidewalks. But why am I preaching this as I heard along? I'm preaching this because when God shows up, you ought to give him a shout out. All right, let me, let me try that. One more time, because I know I'm in the house of the Lord. Maybe you're out of practice because you might not have been in the sanctuary. I'm going to try one more again. Uh, uh, when God shows up, then you ought to give him a shout out. This side going to lose. I'm going to try this side. I said when God shows up, then you ought to give God a shout out. I thought y'all was going to win. Let me try this out. I said when God shows up, is there somebody in here that ever had God uh, to show up in your life uh, that you know, that you know, that you know, that nobody but you, Lord? Nobody but the Lord. So, so David, I'll be there in a minute. David, David comes and he says to all of us, that I'm here to rejoice because God has engaged in a divine reversal. Look, look at the, the first stanza. He says, I was low, but you lifted me. He said, I cried and you helped me. He said, I was in Sheol, that is the grave. He says, but you came and rescued me. Which means when I just was about to die, that's when you came into my life. There's somebody I'm talking to right now that in the middle of COVID-19, uh, when you were on the ventilator, you thought you were about to check out of here, but God stepped in right on time. So he says, sing praises unto the Lord. So how do we do that? He says that my praise can't be peeled back by my problems. 
He said, sing praises. Uh, that word sing is an expression of um, melody and tune that comes across to show a person's joyfulness, especially if you're saved and in God. But look where he says it, says Jones. He says it in the fourth stanza, which is almost halfway through the particular psalm. Which mean that he gave God a hallelujah at halftime. It wasn't at the time when everything was going right. It wasn't at the time when he didn't have storms in his life. It wasn't at the time when life was filled with bliss. But he gave God and the heaven a hallelujah even at halftime. Because there's some people that only praise God when you got a pocket full of money. Some of us only praise God when you got a house over your head and a roof over your head. Some of us only praise God when we got a new car. But God wants to know where you praise me when you got pain. Where you praise me when you got trouble. Where you praise me when you got trial. God want to know can you praise me at halftime. He says sing praises unto the Lord. I love David because he started every stanza with the positive before he mentioned the negative. Uh, did this remind me of my, my son? You know, he's about to get ready to start driving, so y'all pray for my heart rate. And so while, while attempting to get his uh, car together, I had to change the battery inside of his car. And, and while changing the battery, uh, it's been a little while because I've been at the dealership for most of my work and I made a mistake by putting the negative on first. And then I tried, then Claude to put on the positive. And sparks start jumping back. I thank beyond the God I got quick hands and threw my hand back before they got burnt. And God began to speak to me through a battery and said, most people are like that battery you just tried to put on. They're always negative before they bring the positive. Do you know folk that you finally going to get married and they say, about time. Do you know some folk that you say, I'm about to get a job, we're going to see how long that's going to last. Do you know some folk inside of your life that's so negative you'll get them a donut and they'll complain it's a hole in it. I stop that and tell you there's some folk that are always negative, always pessimistic, always nihilistic. But God is trying to tell you, you got to learn how to be positive. Some, some of y'all not there yet. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Uh, see, maybe the reason why you can't be positive is because you don't have no storage space left. All right, uh, and, and, and Apple technology, and Apple technology, Deke, uh, they, they actually uh, try to make you upgrade. Yeah, they're going to make you upgrade. They ain't going to work the bugs out the phone. They're going to force you to upgrade. So what, what transpired was that I tried to upgrade, and I tried to go through the setup of getting an upgrade, and it paused midway through and said, you can't upgrade because you don't have no storage space left. He said, if you want to have the upgrade, you got to delete some apps. 
uh, this, this reminds me of what God tells us for our upgrade. And maybe the reason why you can't upgrade is because you got a man that treats you like a Kentucky Fried Chicken, only wants your legs, your thighs, and your breasts, and try to ride you and then leave you. Maybe the reason why some of us can't be all that God called us to be uh, is because we got users in our lives uh, opposed to people that are godly, that are saved inside of our lives. If you want to get to where God wants you to be, uh, you got to delete some apps in your life. He says, sing praise. In other words, he says, I want to serenade the Savior. Serenading actually happens uh, when a young man is down uh, below a balcony and he is singing melodious tunes on the gentle zephyr breezes to his lover that is on the balcony. Somebody caught that. And so in that, do you not remember Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet? Romeo, Romeo, where art thou? Romeo. Parting is such sweet sorrow, and my bounty is boundless as the sea. Or the 43rd sonnet that says, oh, how I love you. Let me count the ways. They sing that at a window. See, see, the Bible says that God will open up the window and pour you out a blessing. You won't have room enough to receive. But watch this now. God leaves the window open. Because you got God's stuff, so now can God have some singing? Because when blessings come down, praises ought to be coming. Be coming up. But then the next thing is, is that we should uh, engage in making sure that we pour it on him. That's God. Because he poured us out. Uh, the praise is deserved. The praise is distinct, but then the praise is divine because everybody don't deserve praise. Do you know people that never did anything for you, but they desire to take all of the credit for where you are? But God deserves all of the credit because God is the one that has done everything in our lives. I'm going to get in trouble right between here, but we're going to live. Uh, praise is distinct, which means God's praises don't sound like the world's. Uh, if you don't believe me, you can go uh, over to when uh, Moses was actually up on the mountain with God, and God said, hold up, wait a minute. I hear some strange singing that's in the camp. Because they were engaged in trying to get Beyonce's lemonade. They, they, they were engaged and uh, saying to the windows to the walls. They, they were engaged in doing all of those wild excesses uh, because they were worshiping the calf uh, instead of worshiping the creator. It's the same in church uh, when people are engaged in dancing and it don't look like liturgical. It's the same uh, when we come in church and we can't even see because it's too dark. And the question is, uh, are we worshiping a man uh, or are we worshiping God? All right. This is why you can have, I believe the Lions are 0-5. The Lions, the, the Detroit Lions are 0-5. They cheer 
loud every week that you can hear outside of the arena for losers. And how is it that on Calvary, Jesus won? And folk come and sit in church like, I shall not be moved. I wish I had somebody. How in the world can the world be turned up and so lit and so happy? I wish I had somebody. You don't know LeBron James uh, and a jump off a man. You don't even know. But when we say he died one Friday, you sit there like, I shall not be moved. We got to pour it on them. It's deserved. It's distinct, but it's divine. We should be giving it to the Lord. Uh, the word Lord in the first law I mentioned actually comes from Genesis chapter 2, where when God made what he made, he made it so good that he relaxed on the seventh day. But then after the seventh day, Moses changed his language and stopped just calling him God. He said the Lord God. Use the definite article. The the is a definite article which differentiates itself from another noun in the sentence, which means ain't nobody like him. Yeah, the, the, the Lord. The one that put his son on the upright head, the planets, the nebula, dance around it like a merry-go-round. The Lord. The, the, the one that literally can hear roots drink water. The Lord. The one that put glass in a grain of sand. The one that tacked down the world with uh, trees and daffodils. The Lord our God. Now watch that. That means he presides over what he made. Which means why are you worried when God is on top of it? Don't worry about your rent. God is on top of it. Don't worry about your diagnosis. God is on top of it. Don't worry about the process. God is already on top of it. That's why the choir said, I'll put it all in his hands. This or that, I'll put it all in his hands. He can handle it. That's fair. But watch this. He, he moves from just giving a description, but then he gave demonstration. He, he said, at first I was doing this solo. He said, but God is too heavy for me to lift him by myself. He said, so I had to call a squad. Watch this, God, according to uh, David Dickerson, he says one mouth is insufficient to be able to lift God the way he should be lifted. That's why Psalms 150 says, let everything that I have breath. He didn't say let one thing. He said, let everything that I have breath praise the name of the Lord. That's why it says in Psalms 34, it says, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast of the Lord. The humble shall hear that uh, uh, be glad. He says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. And exalt his name to get, which means that God says we can do a whole lot when we just do it together. 
If you put snowflakes together, then they can cause a snowstorm because they're together. If you put water droplets together, it can bring a, about a flood on Southfield because it's together. If you take letters and put them together, they can make words. If you put words together, then they can make sentences. You put sentences together, they can make phrases. You put phrases together, they can make paragraphs. You put paragraphs together, then they can make pages. You put pages together, they can make chapters. You put chapters together, then you can make books. You put books together, you can make volumes. You put volumes together. You can make libraries if you put Macedonia together. You can have a Holy Ghost time. I start by to tell you, we got to do it together. And God said, if you don't want to do it together, I got some rocks having choir rehearsal out on the south field. That if these hold their peace, rocks, crowd. I'm gone, I'm gone. Last thing is, if you want to give God the credit, y'all going to give him the credit? Y'all didn't answer me. Y'all going to give him the credit? Then, then you need to pull off a providential watch party. A uh, watch party, I just got happy. A watch party on Facebook, those who are on social media, go ahead and confess your sins right now. Uh, a watch party on Facebook uh, it's not started until you identify those who you want to witness what you're about to do. They have the option of only me or contacts or public. See, God says, when you do a watch party for what I did for you, I don't need you to just do it and keep it to yourself. I don't only want you to do it when you got your friends around you. Watch this. God says, I want everybody to see it. Watch this. Because God says, I do my best work when your enemies are at your table. No wonder David said, I prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies. This word here is Hadai. He says, give praises or give thanks, rather, unto the Lord. Uh, it is synonymous with the word praise. So when I thank him, I ought to be praising him. And when I praise him, I ought to be thanking him. Now watch this. This word give is a hiffle imperative, which means it's a command. That word give means to toss or to throw. Which means that when you are about to give God some praise, it's time to throw down. Watch, Peter says in 1 Peter 5 uh, and 7, he says, cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Now, if you can cast those to God, which is your cares, my question is, why won't you cast some compliments? In other words, you need to throw some praise at God. I don't know if you've ever had inside of your life that your relationship was so secure with God that you were sitting in your car. And while sitting in your car, you were listening to your jams of your gospel records 
And while you didn't have other people around you, you had to start wiping tears from your eyes because God had been that good. Or maybe you had some situation where you were taking a break. And while you were at your job taking your break, all of a sudden, a praise break grabs you. And you start dancing before you knew it and not being as ethical with all of those degrees and all of those positions because you knew God had been that good. Or maybe you had it in your life where you were sitting and you were rocking just looking out of the window and saw how God took you from a humpty to a hummer. And you began rocking, saying, God, I can't believe how you brought somebody this far. I wonder, do I have about three witnesses? I'll make four of what the Lord has done inside of your life. I wonder, do I have about two people that you ever felt like you were down and out? You felt like that you could not recover for the things that have happened inside of your life. But I wonder, it is somebody here that can give God praise for what God has done inside of your life. I wonder if there's somebody here that can stand up and be unashamed that it was God that made a way out of no way. It was God that put food on your table and clothes on your back. It was God that woke you up this morning and started you on your way. Wasn't it not God that wrapped his arms around you when you almost lost your man? Wasn't it God that kept you in perfect peace when you almost lost it all? Wasn't it God when you thought you didn't know where your next meal was coming from? Wasn't it God that had you to keep going when you almost committed suicide? Wasn't it God that was there for you when you felt like giving up inside of your life? I got one more thing I want to try to tell you. Me and my son, we engage and playing video games. And as we play the video games, we like a game called Mario Brothers. And as we played Mario Brothers, we had it on a Nintendo Wii. So all of a sudden, I start playing, but I did not see Luigi on the board. I said, son, I don't know what is happening. I see Mario. 
but I don't see Luigi. So I told him, keep on playing the game. So I saw some turtles. I start tapping, trying to get it to work. And the turtles fell down. All of a sudden, I looked at my son and said, I get the game. I said, the one that's helping you is somebody you can't see. I start by to tell you, the one that healed your cancer is somebody you can't see. The one that came and dried your tears is someone you can't see. And there's somebody that's going to give him all of the credit. And there's somebody that's going to praise your God. If you don't praise God for no other reason, I praise God that one Friday he died. They whipped him all night long. He died. And to the sun began to shine or refused to shine. He died. Until a centurion said it must be a son of God. He died until the world reeled and rocked. But it's a somebody that can get happy about the end of the story. But three days later, he got up with all power in his hand. Are you happy? He got up. If you're happy and you know it, you ought to clap your hands if you're happy and you know it. You ought to stomp your feet if you're happy and you know it. You ought to turn around if you're happy and you know it. You ought to do all three.